How to be free from the orphan spirit. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Joseph Helen here, and I'm bringing you the second episode in this season. I've been talking about the orphan spirit, and in this particular season, you'll only have two episodes. So, in Deuteronomy 16, verse 14, the Bible says, And you shall rejoice in your feast, you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite, the stranger and the fatherless. The fatherless there is the orphan and the widow that are within your gates. Now, God expects his children who are blessed to rejoice and to celebrate with the orphans, with the strangers and with the widows. Nothing should ever be done without these three. If God has blessed you and you know that you have means, you have financial means, you have whatever you can share. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget the stranger. Do not forget the widow. Do not forget the orphan. They will always be around you. Don't forget them. I know sometimes strangers, widows, and orphans who are already wounded and who are traumatized by the difficulties they've experienced might present you with some hardships. They might be difficult to live with, but ladies and gentlemen, it's through some of those irritations that we mature. I can tell you, as a matter of fact, that some of the moments I really matured in life, and especially in certain areas of life, are moments when people irritated me, hurt me repeatedly, when people did things I didn't like over and over and over again. I ended up growing up. They continued doing those things, but I was no longer affected because I grew up, I matured, and began to look at their faults from the perspective of compassion rather than irritation, offense, or hurt. I began to look at them compassionately. My heart began to pour out towards them rather than my heart hardening against them. So some of the hardships that you may go through as a person looking after widows and orphans and strangers are moments of growth for you. They're actually teachable moments for you. Because the Bible says that to them that much has been given, much more is required. I thank God that by His grace He's given me so much when it comes to the knowledge of the Word of God, the wisdom that God gives. To that extent, I'm required to give as much as possible to God's people and to the world. And for that reason, even when people take advantage of me sometimes, it's not a good thing, but I get to learn. I get to learn the heart of God. Because a lot of people on the face of the earth just go around doing whatever they like, not taking into consideration the fact that God Almighty is the boss, is in charge of this world. He created this world for a purpose. The earth was created for his glory. And that we need to follow the ways of the Lord. But he's so patient, compassionate, so merciful. He's gracious, he's kind, and we need to worship him and thank him profusely for such attributes that are so good for humanity, that are so good for progress and development. They're so good for anyone that expects or hopes to change in the future to be a better person. These are wonderful attributes. So you need to extend the very same attributes to the orphan, to the widow, and to the fatherless, to the stranger. All these people, the widow, the stranger, the fatherless, the orphan, all these people suffer the yathom spirit, Y-A-T-H-O-M, yathom spirit, which is the, the Hebrew for the orphan spirit. A person bereft of a father, bereft of help, 
Or a person who doesn't have a father, doesn't have help, doesn't have comfort. And a person who doesn't have guidance, doesn't have a teacher. That's called an orphan. So in Deuteronomy 14, verse 29, the Bible says, And the Levite, because he has no part, no inheritance with thee, and the stranger, and the fatherless, that the orphan, and the widow, which are within your gates, shall come and shall eat and be satisfied, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. That if you bless the widow, the orphans, the stranger, if you bless these people, that God will bless you in every single thing you do. If you place your hand on something, it will be blessed. Because God knows that as he blesses the works of your hands, the fatherless, the strangers, the widows, the poor will get some help. God is kind, isn't he? He's so kind, so beautiful. So we are blessed when we feed and take care of the fatherless, the widows and the strangers. So one could be having both parents and still have the spirit of the orphan. Being an orphan is not a natural thing, it's a spiritual thing. An orphan spirit is a spiritual and an emotional disposition. Examine yourself and see if this spirit is wreaking havoc in your life. If the this spirit of the orphan is bringing trouble in your life and cast it out in Jesus' name. There's one way of dealing with spirit, and that's through deliverance, casting them out. I've taught many times that the quickest way to be delivered is just breathing it out very vigorously. As you breathe in, the Spirit of God fills you. In John 20, Jesus breathed out, and the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. You can breathe in and receive the Holy Spirit, because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever he did then, he's still doing today. Spirits do things consistently. That's why when you speak, you need to appreciate that your words have eternal repercussions or eternal impact or influence, okay? Until such a word is cancelled, it continues to reverberate and it continues to cause waves, okay, all over. Your words are heard consistently from the first day you spoke them. These words I'm speaking right now will be heard forever unless I change them, okay? But there's nothing stronger than the word of God because the Bible says the word of God is established above all the names of God. He's established his word above all his names. Okay? So, the words that you speak are significant. They're extremely important. So, the fact that one is an orphan is a spiritual thing. And you can cast out that spirit by a word. You can say, you spirit of the orphan, you Yathom spirit, the one that makes me feel so sensitive, as if I don't have help or comfort, as if I don't have any guide, as if the world has conspired against me. I cast you out in Jesus' name. I want to take my place in the solution-bringing panel of the anointed children of God. I want to sit at the table of those who solve problems. I don't want to sit at the table of the mockers, the table of the slanderers, because sometimes the orphan spirit can make you slander people, especially when they have refused to give you something that you wanted. You start saying, oh, it's just because... I don't have any form of help. I don't have a father. That's why all these things are happening to me. You end up in pity party, which is not something that God wants for his children. You're not supposed to be in pity party. You're supposed to be celebrating the goodness of the Lord. Okay? So in Malachi 3 verse 5, the Bible says, And I will come near to you to judgment, and I'll be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false wearers, against those that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow, and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, 
and fear not me, said the Lord of hosts. See, God doesn't want us to mistreat anyone. If you've employed people, pay them their due salary. What you agreed about, pay them. Okay? Because God looks at such things and says, look, you're taking advantage of somebody who is weak and helpless. We need to hold their hands and help them. The poor, the fatherless, the strangers, those that do manual or manual tasks for you. Pay them what's agreed upon. Take care of them. Make sure that their rights are not infringed upon. And that's how we look after these people. And as we do that, though they might be troublesome, I mentioned that right from the start, you will grow and mature and you'll have a higher level of grace in dealing with people like that. That's how God works, okay? So God has promised to punish those that oppress the helpless, okay? And the gospel is not complete without relief to the helpless. It's not complete. In Deuteronomy 24, verse 19, Deuteronomy 24, 19, Deuteronomy 24, verse 19, the Bible says, When you cut down your harvest in your field, and you've forgotten a sheaf in the field, you shall not go again to fetch it. It shall be for the stranger, for the fatherless, and for the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. Look at that. That sometimes there are people who will collect up to the last farthing, the last dime. Sometimes it's okay to leave something for somebody. You see, that's why progressive nations and progressive cultures tend to give tips to those in the service industry if a waiter or waitress serves you. Yes, of course, they have a salary. But you see, that tip that you're supposed to give them is what is mentioned in Deuteronomy 24 verse 19. Leave something behind, apart from the fact that you spent $20 on coffee and maybe a donut. You could give another number of dollars to this person who served you so well, even if they don't serve you well. You show kindness. Be good. That's how you deal with this spirit. That's how you heal people from such kind of suffering. So in every business plan, deal or transaction, we must cater for the orphans. Uh, this goes beyond CSR, you know, social, you know, corporate social responsibility, where you know, you're required as a corporate entity to do some charity. I'm talking about something that comes from your heart, not just from the rungs of the higher echelons of corporate leadership and the trappings of power. That's not what I'm talking about. So God's heart of love is that we help. See, not many business people have made a solid policy out of helping the helpless. And that explains why many troubles come upon the rich. A business plan without provision for the helpless is recipe for a curse. You need to, at every given moment, as you run your business, as you do your work, as you make money, think about the weak, think about the widows, think about the fatherless, the orphans, the strangers, people that live in your country that are probably struggling to make ends meet. Psalm 146 verse 9 says, The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow, but the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. He relieves them by use of your hands because God is a spirit and his operations on earth are limited to your willingness to cooperate and your willingness to do what he says. So if you don't do something about your society, God won't do anything about it because heavens and the heavens of heavens belongs to God, but the earth is given to the sons of men. The earth is given to you. 
you need to be the one ensuring that your streets are clean, your environment is conducive for human habitation, and that people are eating and people are doing well. I'm not saying that you should be the savior to everybody around you, but there are those specific ones that God will bring close to you. Please make sure that you are helpful to them. In the process of helping the stranger, the widow, the, the orphan, and the fatherless, be wise, do due diligence, do background check, because some of these very same orphans, strangers, widows, and all that are thugs and conmen and con women, and they might cause you much more harm than good. So you need to be wise in your dealings with people. Do due diligence. Find out about people's backgrounds before you engage them, so that in case you need to talk to someone else, you have references, you have a referee, somebody that can vouch for them or talk for them or somebody they would listen to if they stop listening to you, okay? You know, in our country, there's something called certificate of good conduct. Ask them to provide one, you know, a police certificate of good conduct so that you get to know you're not dealing, dealing with a criminal or somebody who has escaped confinement, legal confinement as a result of a crime that they committed. There are certain people who can pretend for a whole year doing everything so well, loving you and stroking your ego and making you feel so on top of the world. But then the second year they strike. So you need to be wise when you're dealing with humanity. Be wise. Depend on the Holy Spirit, but also do your due diligence, background check, and be sure that the person staying with you or the, sp the person living in your house, the person whose school fees you're paying, uh, or the person whose rent you're paying, or the person whose meals you're catering for is a person that is worth that kind of charity and help. If they're criminals, it means they're running away from responsibility. If they're just plainly lazy, it means they're not taking their own life seriously. So why should you take their life seriously? You need to deal with people who are willing to do whatever it takes to change their history and to change their lot. Okay? Isaiah 1 verse 17 says, Learn to do well, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow very important. So taking care of orphans is something that must be learned. You learn it. It's not easy. It's not natural because they are not very easy to deal with themselves. People who are wounded wound. So when you're dealing with somebody who has been wounded, they will wound you, of course. If you're dealing with somebody who is hurt, they will hurt you. If you're dealing with somebody who's been rejected, ultimately they'll also reject you. So you need to have the wisdom and learn these lessons. By listening to messages like these, you are actually learning of the grace of God that deals with the fatherless, the orphans and the widows will come upon you. And I'm not saying that all orphans, widows and strangers are difficult. The majority are, but some are amazing, some are wonderful, and some have learned their lessons themselves and are willing to do whatever it takes to change there are a lot, as I said earlier. So the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, is also the father to the fatherless. He was the father of Jesus, uh, and he will teach you how to relieve the orphans. He was the father of Jesus. And Jesus was rejected. He was wounded for our transgressions. He suffered because of us. And the Spirit of God helped him and resurrected him, raised him from the dead, and gave him a name that's above all names. That same Holy Spirit dwells in you and will do great things in your life if you cooperate with him and if you let him lead you. He's a wonderful leader. So how can one be delivered from an orphan spirit? Number one, Admit that you have suffered as an orphan. Admit. Admit to the fact that there are things that happen in your life that make you right now to be somewhat antisocial. Just admit to it. Say, I was not raised. I don't know how to deal with people. I wasn't raised properly, but I'm willing to learn. Okay? Number two, forgive those that have hurt you and renounce the offense. 
Orphans easily take offense and that makes them cursed. Orphans easily take offense and that makes them cursed. So renounce that offense. Okay? Matthew 18 verse 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. So if you're easily offended, woe, cast are you. The Bible says cast is a person who is so easily offended. So renounce that. If you feel offended, say, I renounce offense. I'm not going to tolerate the spirit of offense, which is a spirit that is almost twin. Actually, it's like a twin demon to the, the Yathom spirit, the negative aspect of being an orphan, that is. So renounce it, okay? Say, I forgive anyone who's hurt me, and I renounce taking offense. I renounce offense, which of course leads to bitterness. So you also renounce bitterness and resentment. Renounce unforgiveness. I renounce all the negative emotions attached to the bad treatment that you have been subjected. Okay? Two. So, number three, be delivered from this evil spirit. So number one, admit that you've suffered as an orphan. Number two, forgive those that have hurt you and renounce offense. Yeah, if you easily take offense, you're so sensitive that you're easily offended, renounce that. This renunciation really deals with this thing. It, it breaks the spiritual power and the energy that this spirit uses to mess your life. So be delivered from this spirit. I already explained to you how deliverance is done. I'm a deliverance minister, and if you need specific help in this area, please inbox me, send me a message, and I will respond to you. Okay, number four, be filled with the spirit of adoption. Now, the spirit of adoption is the spirit that causes you to call God your father. There are many people who don't think God is a good father because they had poor fatherhood here on earth or they have poor fatherhood. Their fathers are angry and malicious and sometimes dangerous, sometimes even violent. Some fathers are probably absent, you know. They sire the child and they run away from their responsibilities. The deadbeat dads, there are very many of them. So you need to have a proper understanding and a proper relationship, a proper perspective on fatherhood. And the Spirit of God will help you there. It's called the Spirit of Adoption. He matures you and He enables you to enjoy the benefits of the family of God. Okay? So you need to appreciate that spirit. Say, I'm full of the spirit of adoption, the spirit of maturity, the spirit that matures me because being an orphan sometimes can make you feel like an immature person or actually act like an immature person. More often than not, people who have been bereft of a father, help, guide, nursing, care, comfort, teaching and all that tend to be mature and antisocial. So they end up being emotionally volatile and when you have the Holy Spirit in you, he'll help you have a grip on your life and your emotions and you'll control yourself as a mature person. I'm not saying you should never be angry. I'm not saying you should never feel hurt or disappointed and all that. But there's a more mature way of dealing with emotional things rather than just blowing up and hitting the roof and hitting somebody or insulting people or being reclusive and isolating yourself. Those are all signs of being an orphan. So orphans are under the spirit of bondage that brings fear. They're ruled by fear, and everything they do is motivated by fear. So their success is fear-motivated. And even their devotion to the Lord can be based on an unhealthy fear of punishment, rejection, and failure. Incidentally, their lives are characterized by these results. They ever get rejections, punishments, and pain. Now the spirit of adoption is the spirit that matures you. All orphans are emotionally, spiritually immature. 
John 14 verse 18. The Bible says, I will not leave you comfortless. Orphanos is the word. I will not leave you as an orphan. So the Greek word for an orphan is orphanos. I will not leave you comfortless. I will not leave you as an orphan. I will come to you. The Spirit of God says he'll come to you. Romans 8.15 says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Romans 8 verse 15. The spirit of adoption, that the, the Greek word, pardon me, the Greek word for adoption is uihothesia. And uihothesia is the word for maturity, where you're taken and you're trained and trained until you're able to handle your father's estate. In other words, if your father were to bequeath you the entire estate, whatever, all that he has, after you have experienced uihothesia, you should be able to run it even better than your father. So that's what we call the spirit of adoption. So you say, I thank you, Father, for giving me the spirit of adoption. Now I can call God the Father as my father. Before I used to run away from him because I thought that he was angry with me. But now I'm mature enough and I know that he loves me. For that reason, I receive and yield to the spirit of adoption, the spirit of uihothesia. And this spirit will deliver me from orphanus or yathom the spirit that makes me suspicious and overtly sensitive and easy to hurt the spirit that makes me run away from responsibility and run away from people because i don't want them to hurt me the spirit that makes me slander people and say negative things about people the spirit that makes me want to be dictatorial the spirit that wants me to operate like a narcissist. You see, being overtly preoccupied with self-significant, self-importance. I renounce it in Jesus' name. I receive the spirit of adoption so that I may mature and grow up. And if you make a mistake, don't worry. Give yourself time. You will grow. God never fails. And this one never fails. So God has given you and has adopted you. He has, he has forgiven you. That's what I meant. God has forgiven you and has adopted you. The adoption there is not just taking an orphan into a family. That is the natural way of dealing with orphans, especially when they're underage. I'm talking about being adopted spiritually and emotionally for the purpose of maturity. And God has already done that by giving you the spirit of adoption. He has started feeding you with milk of the word so as to enable you to grow. Now drop guilt, drop the guilt consciousness, drop condemnation and begin reconciling the people around you to Jesus now that you're reconciled to Jesus yourself. It starts by forgiving them and then loving them. Desist from judging people, stop harassment and manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Number five, practice the restoration of orphans. If you're an orphan yourself, start restoring other orphans. There's something beautiful about giving. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So you start the process of restoring orphans. They need to be restored. An orphan can be successful, can be the most successful person in your area, but they still manifest selfishness and certain qualities that are not good for the society. They might be financially sound and robust and strong, but emotionally, which is up, emotion is the thing that really helps us connect with each other. They might be so disturbed, you know. So start by helping to restore them using some of the methods that I'm giving here. Okay? So Jesus restores our souls. And in this particular case, he has made us ambassadors with the responsibility of reconciling the world back to him. So he takes one who has been an orphan to heal orphans. And Jesus was once rejected. He suffered as an orphan. And that's why he calls us. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, 
We are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. So we are supposed to be participating in the reconciliation process. Now, to be full of the Spirit, you must pray in tongues and you must speak positive words. Ephesians 5.18 says, I be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now, negative words are signs of a strong orphan spirit. Practice speaking the word of God consistently. There are people who are addicted to negative talk. They feel that things are incomplete before they complain about something wrong um, with their bodies or something wrong with the society, something wrong with the weather, something wrong with someone. It's good to speak the word of God, speak the word of God, sing the word of God. Give thanks for all things and submit to each other. A lot of orphans don't like submitting. They don't want to trust anybody. They think you're going to die as well or you're going to abandon them because that's what they're used to. I'm not condemning them. Otherwise, I wouldn't be giving these solutions. I'm talking about the fact that these things affect people for real and we need to face them and deal with them. Yeah? If you do these things consistently, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number six, I'm talking about ways to deal with the orphan spirit. Produce the fruit of the spirit. It's your choice to either respond to what happens around you in the flesh or in the spirit. You choose to be loving, you choose to be kind, you choose to be patient, you choose to be good, gentle, and the likes. With consistent practice, you'll find yourself a factory of love and all those beautiful fruits of the spirit that are mentioned in Galatians 5, 32. And it actually says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against sight, there is no law. There is no law that will be contrary to love, goodness. Everybody wants love. Everybody wants goodness, peace, joy, and things like that. Glory to God. So the key to being freed from the orphan spirit is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, please say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. I'm a child of God. That's the first step towards dealing with this orphan spirit. And not only that, when you're saved, everything is sorted in your life. If you submit and subject yourself to the word of God, to prayer, to worship, the discipline for Christian faith. There's nothing better than that. I love you guys so very much. Please share this widely with your friends and subscribe. Tell your friend to subscribe and listen to old episodes as well, old seasons, because the Word of God is forever new. Even if it was done early this year, it still has the power to give you an inheritance, the power to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. I love you so much. You are amazing. You're wonderful. You're my family. And that's why I come to you consistently with the word of God. Have a wonderful time until the next season. My name is Joseph Helen. Bye-bye.